I came across an advertisement and in this advertisement there was there was a young German Coast Guard he was a trainee and he was being introduced by his boss uh, to the control panel in the ship. He was telling him in German, okay, this is, this is the monitor, this is this and that. And then he puts him in charge and he leaves. And all of a sudden, on the radio, this young man hears a voice. It says, Mayday, Mayday. We are sinking, we are sinking. So this young trainee looks around, his boss is not there, he does not know what to do, and he takes the courage to answer this call. So in his German, a little bit of English that he knows, he begins, Hallo, this is German Coast Guard. He hears the voice again saying, we are sinking. And he says, what are you singing about? And the ad ends saying, improve your English. And this advertisement from, was from a pop popular language center called Bullets. Today we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. It is what traditionally is called the birthday of the church. It is truly when a group of fearful, um, afraid and fishermen who were suddenly set on fire under the leadership of Peter and we know what they go out and do um, from where they were. We are here today in many senses because of the courage um, that those apostles took to leave and take the gospel uh, to different parts of the world. But to truly understand the meaning of Pentecost, we have to go back a little to the book of Genesis a reading that we read yesterday at the vigil of Pentecost. It is the story about the Tower of Babel. Humanity united under one language. They were able to communicate with each other and they decided to build this, this tower that could reach the skies and they wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted to get to God on their own. They wanted to become equal to God. It was an act of pride. It was the pride that we see in the story of Adam and Eve when they tried to eat from the tree of knowledge, that forbidden fruit, trying to become equal to God. God, in the case of these people at the Tower of Babel, um, was not part of their plan. 
he was not needed. They had everything figured out, how to build. But God intervenes. He punishes these people. He confuses their language from the point of understanding each other. Now they cannot understand each other. And obviously this project fails. We, in many senses, live in a new Babel. We live in a post-Christian world, which in many senses is anti-culture. There is pride. We have everything figured out. The pride of science. There is a rejection of the reality of God, gender, sex, life. We are moving from a God-centered world to a man-centered world. And language is increasingly disconnected from truth. Language was supposed to be a carrier of truth, which no longer is. It is rather an instrument of control, of power. So in many senses, our ability to truly communicate is crippled. And there are many examples of this. In today's world, we sometimes encounter men giving birth. We wonder what just happened. We, we encounter women with pronouns, he, his, him. And all of this sounds gibberish. You all may have been to St. Patrick's Cathedral. And if you are at the entrance of the St. of St. Patrick's Cathedral, right in front of St. Patrick's Cathedral, there is a figure of, of Atlas carrying the world on his own power. That is pretty much our society today. And at the same time, right on the opposite, we see St. Patrick's Cathedral, we see the spears of St. Patrick's Cathedral pointing all the way to heaven. And we see that contrast being played out. When we fail to glorify God, we fail. In a lot of the times, um, the atheists use today the story of the Tower of Babel to kind of say everything was going well, you know, mankind had figured out everything, and God intervenes and He messes up our plan. And um, and God is like this cruel God who wants to mess things up. But is that true? God was coming down as a loving and concerned Father. 
because he knew that this would lead to destruction. So at the Feast of Pentecost that we celebrate today, God reverses everything that happened at Babel. The apostles, filled with the Holy Spirit, are able to understand. They receive intelligibility to understand the language of each other. As you know, the Feast of Pentecost was a Jewish feast. Jews from across the world had all gathered, people speaking different languages. And now they're able to understand. They speak each other's language. They're able to communicate truth, which leads to unity. In today's readings, we hear about the Holy Spirit, Jesus' presence in the, presence in the Holy Spirit. Different symbols represent the Holy Spirit, the tongues of fire that come upon the apostles so that they can proclaim the gospel. The holy breath that Jesus breathes upon the apostles, something that Adam and Eve, because of their pride, because of the fall, had lost. They had lost the breath of supernatural life. And Jesus was returning that breath back, restoring us. The Holy Spirit is also a living water. In today's second reading, we hear, we were all given to drink of one spirit. This water cleanses us from our sin. It nourishes us, keeps us alive on this journey. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of wisdom, of understanding, of counsel, of fortitude, especially when we have to live the truth, when we have to make those important decisions, when we know it's going to be difficult, there's going to be opposition. Fortitude helps us. Piety, this devotion and adoration for God. The fear of the Lord. It is a holy fear, a fear of displeasing God that the Holy Spirit fills us with. There is peace, patience, generosity, joy, love, self-control. This is the spirit that unites us here, us sitting here in this pew today in the church. It is this Holy Spirit that unites us. It is the focal point of intelligibility and unity. Empowered by this Holy Spirit, we can restore the world. We can bring meaning into the world. By adoring the divine word here in the church, we can bring meaning to the human word that we speak. The human word, the human language can now convey truth. So God takes the very thing that in Genesis at the Tower of Babel created confusion to become a means of spreading the gospel. 
We always tried to be united on our own, but God makes it possible. That initial project of unity never worked. It actually resulted in disunity, in discord, in conflict. But the church unites us thanks to the gift of the Holy Spirit. But we still continue to be in a babble. There is still a crisis of meaning in society. This is what John Paul would say. He looked at the world today and he would say there's a crisis of meaning. The modern world does not want to listen to the truth. And if we don't listen to the truth, there will be division and there will be conflict. So as we celebrate Pentecost today, it is not just about remembering something that happened all these thousands of years ago, but rather we are asking for Pentecost to happen today, here and now, that we may be able to be united, we may be able to communicate with each other with clarity, with meaning, with intelligibility. The solution to our problems, to this current babble that we live in, is Pentecost. This is how everything becomes meaningful. So let us ask for that gift of openness to receive the Holy Spirit today, so that we may become instruments of unity, meaning and intelligibility in this world.